Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the show. If you are listening to me speak right now, it is because you have somehow managed to stumble upon the very first episode of the Nerd Speech Podcast. Congratulations. Um, my name is Derek. I'm the host and resident nerd here. Uh, our goal for the podcast is essentially to just uh, talk about pop culture and nerdy things as they happen uh, and have a good time as we do it. You know, uh, my hope for, for the show is really to just be a uh, voice from the perspective of the fans as we experience everything that happens within our fandoms. Uh, and hopefully uh, you guys enjoy it as much as I have been enjoying it these past few weeks, uh, just doing it on social. And, you know, I made the, the leap over to a longer format here on the podcast. And uh, let's see how it goes. Thanks for stopping by and hopefully you stick around. Uh, so make sure to like, subscribe, follow on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff, uh, just so that you can stay up to date on things happening with the show and, of course, all things nerdy. Okay, so jumping right into things, right? First, I want to talk about Andor. Uh, what I'm going to say might be a little bit controversial um, and maybe even a little bit uh, premature, but I think that this show is going to actually be the best Disney plus Star Wars project. Um, I have, you know, very small complaints about the other projects. Uh, Boba Fett had that motorcycle chase scene and that spin move kind of deal. Um, Obi-Wan had the Leia chase scene in the forest, you know, just minor things. Uh, nothing major. Um, I still like those shows. Uh, and Mando, you know, is just like no complaint, no notes, right? Chef's Kiss, I love that show. Uh, but I do think Andor is just going to surpass all of them. Um, what I love about Andor so far is that it has absolutely nothing to do with anybody named Skywalker or anybody that has come across a Skywalker in their in the the history of Star Wars. Um, you know, there's such a big galaxy galaxy to explore, and we're finally getting to see it instead of in one of the the flagship projects instead of just like another batch of backstory about you know something having to do with Luke Skywalker, uh, or in the case of like Boba Fett, right? He got killed by um, during the Skywalker saga and then came back. You know, basically we're we're dealing with something that's not adjacent to the Skywalker saga and and that's what i really like so far um there is you know obviously for the sequel trilogy it made sense to kind of continue that story um but i think that those movies you know i'm one of i'm i'm one of the fans that don't like the sequel trilogy so um you know after that i think a break from the skywalker realm of things is uh appropriate you know just a little break from from luke and the gang really um and and i think that's part of the reason why mando did so well mando's great uh you know mandalorian did fantastic on its own merits it has nothing to do with you know who they did or didn't include it's just a well-written show and it's it's a banger right through and through um but i think part of it was that it was brand new it was different parts of the galaxy um for the most part um, a different aspect of it all that we all liked. And then it wasn't up until season two that they introduced some more familiar characters, 
Of course, Luke Skywalker showing up. Um, but then even that right now is is irrelevant because as we saw in Mando season three, I mean, the book of Boba Fett, uh, we, Grogu came back to be with Mando. So it kind of undid that whole Luke reveal and, and Luke showing up type of thing. Um, so, you know, it, again, it just, it makes sense. And I think that in general, the, the um, main Star Wars kind of, continuity or stories being told should just kind of stick away from anything Skywalker with the exception of Ahsoka um, because I would love to see Darth Vader uh, in there um, but we'll see I guess anyway back to Andor um, it reminds me a lot of Rogue One um, which is the point I think right like it's supposed to lead up to it and, and give that specific character's backstory spoiler alert um cover your ears for like um 10 seconds i guess starting now uh andor dies okay in rogue one and now spoiler alert should be over so um the point of andor is kind of to lead up to rogue one and um the I guess showcasing and the highlighting of these more desperate people and aspects of the galaxy is something that really sets it apart. Everything else has always been, we've been like, I don't want to say force fed, but we've been like only fed Jedi lightsabers, the force, the dark side, the light side, all this crap, you know, but then with Andor, we've got a good dude. It seems just trying to, survive um but then he'll he has shot people he shot a guy point blank um he did the same thing in rogue one you know so like that idea where it's like good people do bad things and bad people sometimes do good things is something that always makes stories more compelling um and it's i don't know it's 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 doing it for me when it comes to andor and i think that the more that projects can be more like Andor, uh, the better, right? Um, the Ahsoka shows another um, opportunity. I think that they're gonna have to do that, right? Where they make her just kind of a human being, or well, obviously she's not a human, but um, a an entity, a life form that um, exists and is trying to survive. And sometimes that means good things happen. Sometimes that means bad things happen. And she's just trying her best. I think any show that showcases that is great. Um, and so far, Anders doing it. And um, hopefully they keep doing it. And the, the rest of the season is as fire as it's been. Uh, and I will end my rant here on Andor with they have made me like Aunt Petunia from Harry Potter. So that in and of itself is a massive achievement because I hate that lady. Um, obviously, the actress is is that's not a problem, right? But I I just associate her with Aunt Petunia because that's who she played in the Harry Potter series, and she is one of the worst people. Her and her husband are, are some of the worst people in all of fiction, in my opinion. Because why the hell would you treat a kid so poorly? Um, but yeah, they have made her, they have made me like that actress a lot more now, um, because of her role in Andor. Um, so 
that in and of itself is a massive achievement. Uh, let's see. I can't wait to see what the rest of the season is going to look like. Okay, so next up we've got the Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. I don't have too much to say about either of these shows specifically. Uh, they're both great in different ways, in my opinion. One is more chill, right? Rings of Power has been, f for the most part, very chill up until this last episode uh, where we saw less chill things happen. Uh, and House of the Dragon is not as chill. It is about that drama. Like, every episode is drama and shade and more drama and it's it's sick it's dope um i see a lot of people comparing the two and i get it you know they're both like fantasy genre medieval times ish kind of uh shows uh but i don't think it's a good comparison at all um you know i think some things just need to kind of exist and they exist kind of like on their own they don't have to be compared to each other like that's not not everything needs to be that way um lord of the rings i feel gets a lot rings of power i feel gets a lot more hate though um it seems a bit unfair um until you realize that essentially they're adapting they're adapting just the appendices of the books they're not adapting the the silmarillion they're not adapting anything that was not that is outside of the books, basically. Um, so, yeah, I get it. You know, like, they tried to buy the rights to the Silmarillion. They tried to, to legally be able to tell the full story as it was written or as close as possible to it, how it was written by Tolkien. And um, they couldn't. You know, and it's... it's it's um, Amazon tried. Like, from my understanding, they, like, threw money at it and the Tolkien estate was just like, no, Um I don't know if they were ever going to, if they'll ever sell the rights to that, but um, it is what it is. Um, aside from like all the, the like hate that it gets for, from like the toxic fan base, um, there is kind of valid criticisms on the show. Um, you know, you have people saying that it's not canon, which it isn't it, like 100%. It isn't um, there. The, the timeline in and of itself is just not accurate. Um, the characters are like either brand new or out of place. Um, Sildor is an, an example, right? That's uh, an example of the timeline just being jacked up. Um, and then you have other people that hate on it just because it's boring, which is fair. Like I get it. And that's what I'm trying. That's what I was trying to say when it's, it's a lot more chill of a show. Um, it's kind of like in fellowship of the ring where, um, you know, the, the, it's, 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 it's a story being told over the course of two hours. And then towards the end of the movie, um, the action starts to happen. Uh, that's kind of how rings of power has been where it's setting up a lot and it's telling a story and it's making its way there. Um, you know, especially with episode six, there's been a little bit of payoff already. And by the sneak peeks, it seems like there's going to be more payoff, um, which speaks to the power that, you know, building up over the course of a season has, um, as opposed to just throwing in that drama every episode, like House of the Dragons does like, and they have, and they have actual dragons and they're flying around and they're, you know, spitting fire and they're, and people are dying. People are getting cut in half. You know, literal children are stabbing other 
preteen or teenage aged kids. Um, I'm talking about Samuel Blackwood. Um, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in House of the Dragon. There, there's there's no two ways about it. Um, but they're both good and they both have their own merits. Um, they're just two different types of shows. So, you know, good for good in one sense doesn't necessarily mean good in the other sense. Uh, you know, good for one show doesn't necessarily mean, mean good for the other show. Um, what I like, what I kind of realized is if they had tried to make that drama in Rings of Power, um, in every single episode like that, it just, it wouldn't hold up. You know, there, there need, there needed to be a lot of setup. There needed to be less confusion because there is tons of confusion already. Um, and it already feels like a general fantasy story rather than a Lord of the Rings story. Um, you know, so it just, it wasn't, it wouldn't hold up if, if they were just focused on, on bringing that drama and bringing that action in every single episode rather than telling a story and doing things and writing the script and writing and, and executing everything for the sake of a better overall story rather than banger episodes, every single episode, like how house of the dragon has been now, of course, onto the machine that feeds us all the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, as always, Marvel has tons of projects in the pipeline. Um, if anything right now, more than ever, um, we've got phases five and six. We've got the new IPs that they're still trying to integrate from Fox. Um, you know, Fantastic Four, X-Men, all that stuff. Um, and I don't really want to talk through any of that, though. You know, I do just want to talk about the situation with Blade, uh, where, you know, and where the rumors are, t are taking it. Um, so if you haven't heard, obviously, the, you know, I'll fill you in here real quick. The drama around Blade, the Blade movie, is that the director has dropped out. Uh, he has left the project for creative differences, which is, you know, studio speak for he got fired, um, which is fine. You know, like it's it's I think when these things happen, it's typically like, um, you know, I'm quitting. Well, you know, fine. You can you could quit or you can do the movie that we want. And then the, the director decides to quit. Um, it's kind of like that ultimatum that the studios give, um, which is, you know, it is what it is. I don't think. Um, oh, and then the second piece is that Mahershala Ali, which is playing Blade, doesn't um, is frustrated. Right. He's he's kind of not he's upset with the whole situation and, and where the movie is and the fact that it now also has to be rewritten Um and, you know, all this kind of stuff is, is going on. All this drama apparently is happening with the director and the star of the movie. I just want to say that, you know, first off, no, Marvel's not in shambles. I've seen already, like, everybody, you know, go, getting online and, and talking about, like, oh, well, of course it's going to be bad. You know, Kevin Feige stretched too thin. Or, oh, you're telling me that uh, the the you know all these projects happening all at once means that some projects are going to suck and you know basically putting the blame on the fact that the mcu has been growing and, and all this kind of stuff um i disagree with all of them right i think that they're all just kind of click hungry creators right they want those likes they want the attention on them to try and kind of ride the story um and in reality all that's happening is that 
you know, phase four is resetting on the the momentum that infin- the Infinity Saga had, right? We're, we're starting over uh, in the sense that we're leading up to a brand new saga, right? We're introducing new characters, just like Iron Man was a new character, just like Captain America was a new character, just like Thor, Hulk, uh, Hawkeye, just like the original Avengers cast at one point was, were new characters, right? That's happening again now in phase four. Um, and we're building up to something new, you know? And I get it, you know, it doesn't feel great to to be looking forward to the next kind of uh, few years in terms of the MCU. And then you're reading headlines like, oh, director drops out for creative differences, star of the movie, Blade is frustrated. Like, it I, it doesn't feel great to see that. I admit that. It, I get it. Um, especially in a phase like phase four where, you know, com- relatively speaking, it's boring, right? Like, compared to phase three, phase four boring like there there's nothing happening that is like super like oh yeah let's go you know very little like goosebumps moments it's very much just like set up you know set up for the future set up for the next project set up for that kind of stuff um and essentially you know what it boils down to is it's part of the business sometimes the directors are not going to get along with the studio or the writers or whoever 100 percent of the time and you know, there are examples where it worked out, right? Um, I have it up here, actually. The, I think the directors in the past who have dropped out include, let's see. Uh, well, there's been a few. So, okay, so, okay, this is not a good example, but Scott Derrickson dropped out of, of Multiverse of Madness that okay that one didn't work out like 100 that one was just bad sam raimi i don't think nailed it um i'm not sure what the writing situation is but i know that um a lot was cut out or changed in that i don't know how much of that was raimi versus scott derrickson but but yeah that's not a good first example but some other good examples where where it did work out right is um ant-man right uh, Edgar Wright, he dropped out of the first Ant-Man and then it went on to, um, I think, Peyton Reed, right? He, Ant-Man's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, so um, he nailed it. He did a great job. He did a fantastic job on that movie. And who knows what it would have been like if the first director would have stuck around. So there's one example right there where the director leaving isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Um, Black Panther... Ava uh, DuVernay, I did not know this. She apparently dropped out um, early on when, when when working on that movie, again, for creative differences. And Black Panther is an amazing movie. So, you know, there, there are examples where, where, where it's worked out. The director hasn't been the end-all, be-all, and changing the director hasn't made or, broke, or, or broken it, per se. And even then, here's the thing about movie making. Ultimately, if a movie's bad, it's because there is so much that goes into making a movie that it's sometimes hard to line it all up the right way. Um, Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman 1984 is a good example, right? Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman was amazing. It was great. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 was the exact opposite of how good Wonder Woman 1 was. Um, and you would think, right, same director, same team, same everything that worked in the first one 
why didn't the second one work? Because sometimes it's because sometimes it's just it's just fate. It's just the way things are, right? Things don't line up and you know, it's like moving mountains to make a movie, right? Everything from the top down needs to be like on top of their game. And sometimes it doesn't happen, you know? Um, so in other words, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, it is what it is when it comes to, to, to movie making, right? Sometimes they come out good. Sometimes they, they don't. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Sometimes you get a Black Panther. Sometimes you get an Infinity War. Sometimes you get a Multiverse of Madness. You know, like it, it, it is what it is. But if, but what I really want to talk about is that some of these, most of these posts don't cite a source, at least not a credible source, or they don't post a, a, a source at all, right? So I'm skeptical to even think about how real some of this drama actually is. Like, oh, this one random user on Reddit posted that the entire uh, script to Blade needs to be rewritten. Uh, I saw one today that was like, yeah, you know, the, the movie is about Dracula's daughter and she's a child and she needs to and, and she helps Blade defeat her dad or I don't know what the hell. And, and and it's just like, how do you where do you get this? You know, like like. The audacity that, that people have to just post things on the Internet and it's fine, like it is what it is. That's kind of like the point of the Internet is that anybody can can do anything, but um, you know, where is the, is the, the credibility, where is the proof of all this happening? There is none. It's just people posting for, for whatever reason, for their, whatever sick, demented reasons they have to post this, this nonsense online. And, and it's funny because, you know, and I bring up Reddit because tons of spoilers often end up on Reddit because that's kind of the, the kind of culture over there. There's a subreddit for specifically for spoilers. Um, and, you know, when I think of that, when I think of Reddit, I think of, okay, well, whenever I read something on there, I think, okay, well, this is the place that also said that uh, Tony Stark was going to snort the Power Stone. Uh, this is also the place that nonstop was saying that Mephisto was behind everything in WandaVision. And uh, since the start of Phase 4, this is the same place where that was saying that Black Widow was pregnant. This was the place that... Um, you know, said Ant-Man was going to go up Thanos' ass and, you know, do all that. Um, you know, so so I take it with a grain of salt. I kind of decipher for my own how much of it can be true, how plausible it is. Um, and I guess what I'm saying is it's okay to speculate. It's okay to have your fan theories. It's okay to think about, like, oh, what's in the future, that kind of deal. Um, what are they setting up now for later? Um, but I think we also have to critically think a little bit and not just give this news, this credibility that it deserves, right? Um, another, uh, specifically when it comes to, to Blade, right? There's already like the entire original script plot that has leaked and that's the script that's getting rewritten um, hours after the, the drama kind of blew up, right? Um, and then now they're saying that Sam Raimi is going to direct Right. The old director dropped out. Now Sam Raimi is going to direct this new one. Um, and I'm sorry, that's the same dude that got a lot of heat for Multiverse of Madness. Maybe not so much heat for Multiverse of Madness itself, um, but but it wasn't a good movie. It, it was it was cool to see. Like that opening scene was was really nice and there was a lot of cool visuals on it. But the movie wasn't great. 
Um, and and he himself got a lot of heat because he hadn't watched WandaVision. Like he got the the what is it? He got the spark notes. He said from 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 the studio, and it's kind of like yeah, I don't think you're getting invited back ever to anything MCU, at least not right away, right? Because it you know stuff like that is a big deal, and and um, Kevin Feige has gone on record saying how important it is to kind of be true to these stories and 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 put forward the best work that they can put forward in this different medium of a movie versus a comic um and then to have somebody that just didn't deliver even just doing his research on it is not you know that's not okay i doubt sam raimi's gonna show back up for anything but let alone one of the next projects coming out uh the next few projects coming out in, in the next couple of years and just to be clear like i don't mean like credible sources like uh new rock stars or screen rant i do have a problem with screen rant in the sense that they like do get a little bit clickbaity. Um, but you know what? They do a good job at researching everything and compiling all the, the, the entirety of, of the story for you to kind of decipher on your own. And they also make it very clear that when they are speculating, right? So you understand, okay, this is screen rant, just getting nuts. This is, uh, this is new rock stars coming up with these theories um, that I think oftentimes are, are, are reaching or a stretch, but you know, it is what it is. That's fine. I know that it is a reach or a stretch because he, because they let me know that it's a, um, speculation rather than just be like, there's a rumor that Mephisto, you know, like it, it, come on. Um, it reminds me of like when Al Pacino was going to be Mephisto, right? Like people were saying that like, oh, there's a rumor that Al Pacino was on set and this and that. Like, where the hell are you getting this information from? Come on. You know, so I'm more referring to the random accounts who are clearly just out for clicks and likes. They're trying to play the algorithm. They put up some half-baked rumor that they may or may not have heard. You know, to be fair, it might be a misinformation you know, they may not be purposely trying to do it. They may have heard it somewhere and then they're just kind of spreading it again. Um, but still, they're, you know, I I wouldn't want to put something out there without at least trying to vet it or at least trying to say where the rumor is from. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, if the point of the account that you're reading something from is to try and go viral and all that stuff, which is hard to decipher sometimes, it makes it less credible and it feels like a lot of these rumors and a lot of the news news about the drama is with that sole purpose of trying to just get likes and clicks and be popular on the internet. And that's about it rather than actually trying to deliver the news and actually trying to, to, to kind of deliver accurate information. So in my opinion, they're kind of like, the equivalent of how Sony put Spider-Man in the Morbius trailer. And then when you somehow managed to watch Morbius in its entirety, because that movie was so boring, um, you realize that that poster, that scene with the poster wasn't even in there. You know, the poster wasn't there. Nothing Spider-Man related was in there. Vulture, I guess, technically was there at the end with like this scene that made no sense um, as to why it was there. Um, that's, what those accounts and those people look like. And you know what? Speaking of Sony real quick, um, it reminds me, it reminded me of something that I thought about the other day. And I think Disney needs to just suck it up and regain the rights to Spider-Man. 
you know, Sony time after time has underwhelmed us on anything Spider-Verse related, uh, not into the Spider-Verse and not the sequel that seems to be on the right track. Those two pieces of work have been amazing. Sony Animation has been doing great. But Sony has underwhelmed us time after time with anything Spider-Man IP related in live action. And when, you know, meanwhile, the MCU could have just been killing it this whole time. They could have had their own Spider-Verse within the MCU. Um, so I think it's perfect timing to just have Disney suck it up, pay the money, whatever it takes. Um, and it would be perfect timing, too, because Secret Wars, we're leading up to Secret Wars. And that's where Peter gets the symbiote in the comics. He gets it in Secret Wars, during Secret Wars. And then when he gets back, he realizes it's a symbiote and holy crap. And then, you know, you could put two and two together there. That leads to Venom and everything. So it'd be perfect timing. So please, Mickey Mouse, hurry up, regain the rights to Spider-Man, please. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for sticking around and, and listening to me talk about happenings from across the realm. Make sure to uh, subscribe so you can stay up to date on every new podcast episode as it gets released. Instagram, TikTok um, will keep you uh, up to date in between. So make sure to follow on there um, as well. And I hope to see you all soon. See you around, nerds.